0: Hey everybody! What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. Today, our guest is Kelly Man- Mazzoni. Kelly Mazzoni. She is a. Um, can we start all over again? Get, get rid of. No, no. Keep it rolling. Just all right. Start over. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast. My name is Fred Moore, and today is an interview with Kelly Manzoni. She is at KellsBells88 on Instagram. You can go and check her out. She's the co-creator of Indian Clubs International. She's a personal trainer. She's also a kettlebell and, you guessed it, a mace coach. I'm sure you guys have heard of her, if you haven't. Uh, she's on other podcasts. She, uh, you can hear her on uh, Steel Mace Warrior podcast. You can hear her on uh, the Leo Training podcast. I'm sure she's on other ones. She's also involved with the Pillars of Female Strength, and she does stick mobility. And uh, today's, uh, you know, basically we're gonna. You know what? I want to do it again. Keep going, man. It's all oh, good. <laughs> this sucks man i need somebody to interact with I, sh- I should tell you about it all right here here we go <laughs> yo yo what's going on all right so here we go again hopefully this is the last take hey everybody what's up welcome back to another episode of the steel mace nation podcast my name is fred moore today's episode is with kelly manzoni she is the co-creator of Indian Clubs International. She's a personal trainer and she's a kettlebell and mace coach and she's also involved with the pillars of female strength. So today's podcast we talk about all kinds of things that Kelly's involved in. She's got workshops coming up and uh, I talk about in the podcast how I went to a uh, workshop of hers and how awesome it was and it's just an honor to have her come on the podcast because she is such a great coach. She is such a great gal. She's a lot of fun, a lot of energy. She's creative and she definitely enjoys what she's doing. And um you know, you're going to love it. So you could check her out on other podcasts too. Uh you know, if you want to get more of her background. Um, She gets into things in her past on on the other podcasts that I didn't bother getting into because you could already listen to them on those ones. So uh, before we get to the podcast, I just want to introduce you to our sponsor. Our sponsor is OnGo Energy. Steel Mace Nation is proud to announce our sponsor, OnGo Energy. We're used to energy supplements, but every time we need the boost, we have to stop to purchase, drink it. Put in all the sugar and and the liquids, all that you know. Uh, you're gonna feel bloated, and then you have to pee it sometime. Ongo is a spray. It's you just spray it in your mouth and swallow, and within minutes you get a boost. It's founded and endorsed by Olympians. It's part of my daily routine, and it should be a part of yours too. I do use the spray. Um, I actually love it, and um, ever since I dis- I've discovered it, I use it before I work out as a pre-workout. I also used it recently on a long drive home. Uh, I was getting a little tired. I took two sprays in the mouth and um, basically, you know, it was like drinking a a big cup of coffee and I got the energy in an instant. And, um, you know, I didn't have to pull over and pee a half hour later because I didn't drink a ton of liquid. And um, I just wanted to let you guys know, since you're listeners of the show, that you can enjoy a 25% discount, all you have to do is go to ongoenergy.com, and when you make your purchase, you use the discount code STEELMACE25, get your discount, get your spray bottle, and go about your business. Keep it in your gym bag, keep it in your pocket, whatever you got to do. And lastly, this podcast is recorded at a Shared Universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey, which is a beautiful shore community where girls are walking around in their bikinis all the time in the winter even. It's amazing down here. You guys got to come and visit. And um, that's it, guys. I want you to enjoy the podcast. So let's get to it. Without further ado, here's Kelly. Yeah, so yeah, Kelly. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Fred.
0: <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah. So, as you were saying um, about you know fitting in and all that stuff, uh, that's some interesting stuff. Do you do you think that um, that's also sort of like a little fuel for your fire? Does that kind of help you? Well, a little you little
1: know, bit? I don't, I don't know. It's just like um you know I've been a trainer in town for sixteen years, mm-hmm. and I've always kind of had a um, a desire to learn more about like vintage strength tools. So I was always kind of on the unconventional side while working in the conventional. Mm -hmm. And then once I left corporate fitness 10 years ago, I really started to kind of pick up other modalities. Like when I, my kettlebell mentor, Anthony Delugio of Art of Strength, we're collaborating on a workshop in October in Connecticut. And the baseline of what I learned from Anthony back in 2008 has kind of always been, I guess you could say, uh, one of the center points of my, my training or my approach to training of regressions and progressions and vintage strength and how to like teach certain modalities in, in a, you know, so before I learned how to, clean a kettlebell, I cleaned a barbell and a dumbbell, like, you know, my, the vintage yeah. dumbbells that I have here yeah. in my living room.
0: <laughs> yeah. Those are, uh, they're loadable. You could, yeah, yeah. they're
1: shot loadable. I yeah. love these tools. Yeah. And so it's, uh, and I think getting older is a lot like, uh, freeing, you know, like, so yes. I'm turning, I'm turning 40 in like a, a month and a half and I feel like I'm just getting better with age, but now it's like maybe in my twenties and thirties, my approach was a little bit different. And now I really enjoy like the skill-based modalities more because you could always kind of go to the gym and barbell squat or, you know, but like learning the coordination for Indian clubs or transitioning with a mace or learning that circular pattern. I think once I started really doing more circular patterns, my thought process and my, um, where I want to go evolved. Yeah. You know, and I was first introduced to um actually balavas, which are those short maces, back in 2008 from Anthony Delugio. I still have them, and they're they're shot loadable too. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: interesting uh what you just mentioned about the the circles and your thought process. I just got off the phone with somebody who's going to be coming on the podcast. And um, they are waiting on their order for some fr- fresh from India made out of rosewood uh, juries.
1: Oh, they're getting jury. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm
1: trying to get one, a pair myself. Yeah, yeah he
0: said there's a, a delay. I don't know if it's from the same individual. Um,
1: Pratier, maybe? I'm,
0: that's what yeah. I'm thinking it is. I, yeah. I feel like he's the only one, but um, I think there's a little bit of a delay. Um, so he was like, uh, I wanted to bring him on the podcast, but I don't think I could bring him on. But we, he, what he said about making circles and his thinking, and uh, it's very interesting that you're saying that, and I literally had this conversation about an hour ago.
1: Yeah, And it's yeah. like I'm having
0: the same conversation. It's like, <laughs> you know, people are ex- saying the same stuff, except that they're using their words, and it's from their point of view. But it all sort of boils down to that, there's some process that's happening while the mace is swinging, while the while the uh, the clubs are swinging, while people are making circles and figure eights. It seems to be. Changing the way they think, or it's opening up another channel, or something. Well, it
1: fires your brain differently. I'm working on writing an ebook about exploring circular patterns through the original strength lens. Yeah, and so it's the the asynchronous and synchronous uh, asynchronous patterns, especially fire both sides of the brain. So, uh, you know, when oh. you're crossing, when you're crossing the midline of your body, like yeah. you do, you know, you create that elbow circle. Uh-huh. You know, there, there's things that are happening. You're tying in the X of the body. You're getting contralateral movement into with certain uh, styles of, of training, and circular patterns have been around forever, yeah, forever, yeah, since the dawn of mankind. But it's like now, it, I think they're having like a resurgence, and more people are seeing the value of how, like, when I was doing in kettlebell sport. And I did eight competitions of just overhead jerks. Like I couldn't wait to get across that midline to you know get out of that sagittal plane. Yeah, and it gets you out of like sagittal thinking. You know when you start
0: yes, doing that. Yes, very interesting. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're using the both sides of your brain. One's one's like executives, one's creative. The other side's yes. creative. So so they're both coming into the process whereas like if you're writing like um a guitar a, a song on a guitar you're using more of the creative side of your brain and the other side's sort of quieting down and,
1: and then you have like one hand doing the other while another hand is strumming oh right so, yeah yeah
0: right yeah that's so, yes wow that's that's amazing so uh if if you can't play an instrument, pick up a mace because that's exactly. That. <laughs> You know, or Indian
1: clubs, for that matter. Yeah,
0: anything, something. Do some circles, and then yeah. yeah. So you're 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 talking about uh, circular patterns, and um, I was thinking uh, about in like religions. I I I'm a little ignorant of which religion it is, but it, it's in the Middle East, and um, you know they walk around in circles, and then they have these these poles that have a spinning column, and they spin them. And, I don't as, know as they walk around and and. Then you've, you you have like uh, people in uh, Christianity, you know, who will count the rosary beads, which is a circle oh, absolutely, pattern. Yes, right.
1: And I believe um, so. When I had Kashi Assad here for Persian yoga for the first ever U.S. certification, we did everything in a circle. So we had all our shana boards in a circle, and I believe uh, he now my brain's a little fried, but I, I we discussed a lot about the power of circles. Because even with you know meal Persian meals, you're creating circles. You got that elbow front circle, right? Back circle, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of like strength. I I, I should look into the manual and send it your way and, and give you like an I like a scope of what we were discussing then.
0: Yeah, you could send that to me. And now this uh, book you're working on. When do you think it's gonna be out?
1: Well, I was naive, thinking that I could get it done this summer. Just rip it right <laughs> off, right? Well, <laughs> I done. I'm, I have ADD, yeah. uh, really bad, uh-huh. and it's gotten worse as I get older. So I find that, like, if I sit in front of the computer and I have like a blank document, you know, to start typing. I get easily distracted and, or I could like write something and I end up erasing it. Then I kind of type the same thing and I fricking end up like erasing it again. Um, So I've noticed that for my, the way my mind works, I have to kind of start with like these basic outlines and then branch off of the outline, branch off another outline. And, um, then my calendar for the fall workshop started to like fill up and I, there was only like so much time that I could kind of manage multitasking, getting equipment somewhere Emails and then my son fractured his elbow, so there was like two weeks when he wasn't in camp. Yeah. You know how it goes, you've got kids, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, it's like I have a phone call with Mark Shopshire, who is my co writer, um, because he is one of the original strength pro performance uh coaches, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's going to help me with contributing to how it correlates through the original strength lens because I noticed that you know when they were talking about tying in the X of the body or crossing the midline, uh, activating the vestibular system, um, you know, contralateral patterns, asynchronous, synchronous, that's all in relation to circular patterns. So I wanted to create something to, cause you know, instead of just kind of looking at the exercises or seeing something that is like, Oh, that's not attainable for me. You know, if I'm speaking for someone that doesn't exist, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That like, um, you know, that if you were to able, if people were interested in learning more about Indian clubs, maces, meals, you know, uh, jewelry for that matter, you could give them like a scientific kind of, uh, a deeper meeting into what's behind it and why it would be beneficial, not just physically, but like mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and you know, what happens to you as you train.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. Uh, you know, some people are reluctant to embark on just about anything sometimes. and if you give them more information, you're you're potentially tapping into their soft spot, the thing that's gonna sure. going get them you know to, to say, "Okay, I want to try that. It could be something as simple as they just want to lose, you know burn calories or something deeper, like what you're discussing.
1: Well, you know, I also find that, like, recently, like, I, this coming weekend, I have two women driving from Virginia to train with me yeah. uh, for MACE and Indian Club this weekend. And uh, Marie's going to be hosting me in Virginia in October. And she's 64, and her sister is coming, who's also in her 60s. Right. And then when I go down to uh, North Carolina for the Women's Movement Collaborative at the end of September, on that Monday, I'm going to do a small MACE clinic for the original strength staff. But one of my followers contacted me, who is a power lifter in his 60s, and he wants to learn mace training. So he's going to drive two hours to meet with me that Monday morning. Wow. So what I'm noticing is a lot of the people that are contacting me and, are, um, and traveling from afar to train are in their mid-40s to 50s to mid-60s. Okay. And so it's like I, I felt like I wanted to give people a deeper understanding beyond just the exercises, you know, like, and that's why when we came to when you came to my workshop in um, New Jersey, you know, like, I think there's a misconception that mace training is all of a sudden going to improve your mobility. Well, you need to have a certain amount of mobility to begin with, which I'm fortunate that I have excessive range of motion, but I could control my end range while under load. But a lot of that is just naturally how I've been made, and then my my training as an athlete throughout the decades. So I noticed that people were contacting me learning, you know, trying to learn how to swing, but they've, they were dealing with issues from their football years or dealing with a torn rotator cuff or, you know, inactivity or, and so I wanted to give the mobility element to address what was inhibiting their movement. And I'm noticing that's also what's drawing in people from certain demographics because they know they can't just pick it up and start swinging safely. Right. So it's like that that uh, regression and progressions uh, into the circular patterns.
0: Yes. And you're, so you're introducing those individuals to your mobility stick training, right?
1: Uh, some of them. Not everyone. But, yeah. you know, if there's interest. You know what? There's a lot of fuzz on my phone. Let me see if I can fix that. What is it? But what's that?
0: What's on your phone?
1: I hear fuzz.
0: Oh, fuzz. Okay. Like it, yeah, it's yeah. really fuzzy. Yeah.
1: Do I sound fuzzy to you?
0: No, you sound good. Oh, okay. Keep, keep going. Ignore the fuzz.
1: Okay. <laughs> but um, because I think with it, I know for myself, like, going through the process of how I learned to train myself, you know, with the mace. And then, I, like I mentioned in the workshop, I before I even put a mace in one of my client's hands, I made sure that I was... Efficient at it. I had, you know, some time. I'd competed on the platform a few times, and then I left the platform so I could really learn technique properly versus just the pressure of like going out there to, to do it. Yeah. I didn't, you know, and it was fun. I'm, I'm glad I did it, and I'm, I'm glad I was one of the first women out there. But um, I wanted to find a safe way to take my clients, who most of them commute to Manhattan. You know, they sit at a desk and I deal with a lot of type A personalities and it's, it's kind of nerve wracking if you look at a mace and you see the long lever and you have to swing that behind you and you know that the weight increases as it's in the backswing. So I just took three clients and I started with like a program, how to mobilize them, how to stabilize them, then get them to kind of start with some baseline mace technique, then into the swings. But I also, I'm a hybrid, so it's like I'll use it for an offset deadlift. I'll march with it. I'll do walking swings or yeah. barbarian squats, whatever, you know, you want to call it.
0: <laughs> right, right. Now, the uh, the competition that you refer to would be the Vintage Strength Games, right?
1: Yeah, I did a f- I did a few a few years ago, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, I was still kind of, you know, it it, it wasn't until I think the fourth one – And I wanted to start uh, training my clients in the modality that I decided to kind of step off the platform and just kind of focus on diving into like more of the circular patterns. So I I picked up my Indian clubs again because I've been introduced to them in 2008. And I, you know, I I would say I was taught okay then, but, you know. Once I came uh, and collaborated with Paul Wal- Paul Walawinski, everything kind of continued to progress with my with my training. Yeah, because I had somebody that had a ton of experience to kind of uh, get feedback from.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's amazing, by the way.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I've seen tons of his videos and stuff, and and um, I could see, you know, why you chose to to be trained by him and and helped.
1: We found each, no, it's funny because like he actually, the true story and how we became friends. All right. (laughs) He did a YouTube video a few years back and he, he he called it the Mace massacre. Right. Uh, And it was referring to the two women that were competing in the Mace competition at the Arnold classic. Right. And I was like, that was me. (laughs) And so (laughs) I type in, I'm like defending myself because, but you know, like, in all fairness, I had done a 10-minute sports set
0: with yeah. kettlebells. Yeah, right. You wanna then, win, right?
1: Well, I already put in all in one day. So it was yeah. like I did my kettlebell sports set, then I already competed in the mace. Right. Then I had to get back up onto the main stage and do it again. So I was I was hungry, I had no water, we right. had to go, and then thousands of people are watching you, and yep. you're looking at your face and it's on this big screen. You're like, holy shit. And so, you know, and At the I, 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 I figured I'd just put myself out there. Yeah. So anyway, I, I defended myself and it, that started a dialogue and we became like family, you know, and we've continued to work together. We just did our spring tour and uh, we're going to probably do some events in March. He'll be coming back over here to Connecticut. Then we go to Missouri and possibly the UK. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Is that going to be your first trip to the UK, or have you been there? Before? I've never
1: been to the UK. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where you, do you plan on going there?
1: Uh, the Bath area.
0: Okay. And yep. you're going to be hooking up with uh, gyms out there, a couple of gyms. So or uh,
1: Peter is going to be hosting us, and um, then I have a couple of uh, my online client lives out there, so she's going to come. She's rallying a couple of
0: ah, of friends, you. and then ah, ironically, I love
1: this. yeah,
0: unbelievable, it's crazy. And I
1: had one of my followers the other day that was like, are you ever coming to the UK? And I was like, there's a possibility I'll be there in March. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be fun to travel and teach.
0: Yeah, this is what's so great about our technology nowadays because it's really helping foster the whole MACE realm, you know, everything that you're doing. And, you know, whatever anybody's doing at MACE, you could get online training now. If it wasn't for video... You know, technology and all that stuff. It, it, the it wouldn't be even cracking a dent or anything right now. You know, it it's w-
1: amazing because, yeah. like, you know, Sharon is in. You know, I train her in, off my phone in my living room, and right. so you know, we we've gone from now she's on her third mace so she actually she got a gotta from bill and stephanie Sorensen. yeah they sent her one they're sending me one that might be coming today actually
0: <laughs> another one <laughs> which is
1: pretty awesome yeah. i think i'm up to like 32 oh my god
0: really because i yes. just wait a minute i just i listened to two podcasts that you were on leo training and steel mace warrior and one of them i think you said like you had 14 or something in that yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, it's double. So it, within, like, <laughs> like less than a, a year or two. Yes. <laughs> my God. In
1: the past two years. And then, so, you know, the, the Iron Gotta is uh, the one that I designed with John Odin and with uh, Ryan Pitts.
0: That's the one that you brought to the workshop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's got the shot in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then this is... Uh, the other one that Ryan made for one of my workshops in New York uh, months back. Ooh, wow. And then he did the ones for Seattle. Yeah. Um, and then but when John Oden and I go back to Seattle, we're going to be at another strong first gym, uh, fuel house. And uh, we're using become stronger maces for that one.
0: I just picked one of those up. Oh, did you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you
0: look on my Instagram, I'm, I'm swinging it. Um, oh,
1: that's awesome. Wait, yeah. Did I see that today? I might have.
0: It was, uh, I, think I, it. It, I just posted it this morning, I think, or was it yesterday? I don't remember, but, um, it's a uh, 20 pounder and it can be filled to 30, which I'm going to probably order the, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, but I want, I, after using the one that you used, uh, I was like, "Oh, I want to get something like this." So it,
1: see, that's the thing; they all have their own personalities. Yes. So it just like it grows; they multiply. It's yeah. like one uh, of the gremlins, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's 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 a little scary, you know. And I, <laughs> I saw the mail truck pull up, and 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 the uh, mail person was a, a little woman, and she's carrying this wrapped up long thing with a big round head like this big, and I just said, "I'm sorry," and she goes, "It's all right." <laughs> she answered to me and I signed for it but uh yeah it's it's a cool maze it really is Thanks. So now your um workshops you have workshops coming up and for the listeners, uh, I did I did go to uh, Kelly's workshop not too long ago it was yeah it was up in uh, Hawthorne New Jersey at uh do you even move do you even move right that yep. which is a cool name do you even move so yeah. Uh, I told you I, I enjoyed it, but I'm saying it again so that listeners know. Oh, um, thanks, Fred. Yeah, you are a fabulous steel mace coach, a, a gotta coach. You know, you uh, oh, the stick mobility stuff that you did was great. What I liked about the way you handled the class was we had a pretty sizable group. Yes. it was tight in there. You had everybody spaced out perfectly. And you were walking around, you integrated with every person, and even when you walked away and you were all the way at the front, you still had—it's like you had a third eye, and it was oh, like—and <laughs> you're like talking over here to somebody, you're like Fred, you got to like you put your hands back lower down to your neck. And I'm like, how did she even see me? Like, how does she? Even I know- think
1: that's a combination of two things: 16 years of teaching group fitness classes and being a mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's it right there. <laughs> that's probably then my eye is always
1: like. That's why you know that's what I love about traveling and teaching and, and doing the the workshops. you know I realize that that fourteen is probably like my my cap yeah for being by myself, you know, and it all depends like on the group
0: you Yeah, know uh
1: right. I, I like and I think where what I'm learning is if I have a full group of um complete novices you know brand new, I think I need to make it a little bit smaller. But I'm launching my Pillars of Female Strength workshops next year, and it's including, like, four modalities. So it's going to be um, the push-up board, Indian clubs, mace, and kettlebell. Right. And, like, and how to integrate all these modalities together.
0: Yeah. Now that's going to be called Pillars of Female Strength?
1: Yeah, because, you know, I, I came up with this the, like this concept that had been on my mind for a while because like, when you and I first started the podcast before I knew it was recording, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, um, kind of how I feel like I don't fit in the bubble. Right. And so, like, the past couple of years as I've continued to explore and, and evolve, because I think we all should, if we're in the industry, if we're teaching or doing the same thing we were doing 10 years ago, You know, it's pretty sad. I think we should constantly be learning and evolving and and following something that you're passionate about. Yeah. So, you know, being in an area where there's a lot of pressure for women to either look or be a certain way or, you know, women are like, oh my, I'm not going to lift anything more than two pounds or people think I'm bulky all the time. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just athletic, man. You know, like (laughs) I feel better than I ever have. And I don't, I have pain, you know, like I'd rather be strong. Yeah. And, you know, capable, because right now, going into the next decade and and beyond, it's about capability, and I wanted women to realize that they've been strong all along. Like, if you think of, like, you know, we're in modern times, but back then, women would be crossing a fucking desert, carrying a baby, carrying everything. They weren't like, oh, it's two pounds, I'm going to get bulky. They were trying to live.
0: Yeah, and and any women that had a physique such as yours, they would automatically be put in the throne you you're our queen the way you look that's the, what they would do with somebody <laughs> like you <laughs> cuz i, I don't mean know about that.
1: But, but if th- something needed to be picked up i would probably be able to pick it up <laughs> all right the, the
0: queen of picking up stuff that's what you would yeah, do. yes
1: swinging stuff around <laughs> but i want i wanted women to realize that they've always been strong it's just like you know given the context and then you know and, instead of being on the hamster wheel of fitness where you know around here in the past few years the Mainstream fitness, like um, corporate places, have really kind of popped up. You know, like F forty five, SoulCycle, and so you have everybody on this like hamster wheel, mm-hmm. and they're they're wearing their Fitbit, looking up at a screen, Calories. looking at that color. And it's great that it motivates them. It's fantastic that they're exercising, but I think you know there's so much beauty in training when you connect to the tools that you're using. Yeah, and I think that's why everybody in the circular training world with Mace training and beyond. You know, there's this deeper connection to not just the exercise, but it's what it what the connection with the tool, the dexterity, Mm -hmm. the tactile nature of using your hands and connecting to your feet. And so I wanted women to think of like, you know, that the importance of that connection, whether it be a board, a kettlebell, a mace, a club, you know, you have to kind of be present. You can't just go and, you know, pop on a hit circuit and let your brain go out to lunch. You know, when you're doing these tools, you have, even though you get into like a flow state mind, which you know all too well, you know, and you Zen out, you're very present with what you're doing. Yeah,
0: it's that one thing that you're doing right now. It's this, I'm doing this and I'm focused 100% on that.
1: yeah, there's a, there, yeah,
0: it's Zen because I'm not thinking about anything else except for this piece of hunk of metal or whatever it is. But that that's that's um that's where the brilliance of it comes in and you know with women the, what i've noticed in the gyms and stuff is i've never really quite seen anybody step off of a treadmill or elliptical and high five a bunch of people like yeah i just bur- i just burned 350 calories yeah <laughs> you never see that you just say uh, all right i'm going to go home and eat my salad or whatever but whenever you when you ever see a woman learn how to like do a kettlebell snatch or do a 360 with, with a 15 pound mace or something like that, you see that wild eye look, their, their eyes pop open and they feel so joyous and then they're high five people and they feel so good about this accomplishment. and you're like that's that's where it's at. That, this is what it is the skill and everything like that. And yeah when, and, and I love you know you were talking about the the tactile, um, feel and everything. When I took your workshop, you enlightened me to that. And ever since then, I've been noticing my hands and how it fe- how a mace, whatever, whichever mace I'm swinging, yeah. gotta, how it feels in my hands. And I noticed my grip is a lot looser now because you said skin, a skin grip, you have a
1: skin grip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the, um, some of the maces that have the gnarling, you know, the gnarling sometimes just kind of eats away it, it like it's it, I don't know it's it's rough. Yeah. What I really what I really like about like Ryan Pitts's gnarling is it's so like soft. Like right. you're not gonna get yourself cut up on the the rigid stuff. And I think you know uh, with some of the mainstream maces though they're fantastic maces. Um, you know we talked about that in the workshop. You know it's a shorter lever, right. and it uh, it each steel mace is kind of different. But the ones that are manufactured in China, they're all a similar design, just slightly tweaked differently. Right. And I feel like if you're, you know, like the goddess with the bamboo or the wood, it's a natural material that has like a flex and a feedback immediately, you know, and, and with the, the iron got here, we made the lever a little bit longer and thinner yeah. and he used a different type of steel in the handle. So that's a lighter steel, because most of the steel maces, as you know, the, it, the weight distribution is throughout, and then you have the mace head. Right. But for, for that one, it's, it's kind of a real interesting swing, because you do get that kind of feedback, and it forces you to counterbalance.
0: Right, so you're, you're going to lean away from it.
1: Yeah, like you know, like you kind of just have that natural shift away from the mace head.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And I that's the difference of what we were talking about in the workshop is like you know, there's so many different styles. If you look at the Canadians, the Spaniards, yeah. Italy, and a few other places, you know, they have that lateral shift. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, in India, it's like a full body because it's meant, you know, the 10 and 2 is the original swing. And it's meant for like that wrestling, like you're going to pull somebody over. And they they tend to swing heavier sometimes. It's, you know, obviously with full body contact, sometimes not. But it's a full body kind of movement. Then you look at kind of the Americanization of it. And a lot of it is very like square and parallel and no lateral shift or movement, no counterbalance. And then that's where I think we have a lot of people who like mid chest swing or cast back. Right. But if you if you cast up and out and you get that natural kind of counterbalance to the mate's head, then all of a sudden you have this nice smooth back swing that kind of has that float just yes. like the top of the kettlebell swing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's something that helped me in your workshop was was that counterbalancing and um you know, doing like one arm swings with a, with a fifteen pounder. Now I'm gonna start. I love one
1: arm swings.
0: Yeah, the counterbalance really helps with that. I my arms feel just like they're naturally moving. I don't I don't have to w- worry as much, and you know I'm still because it's attention.
1: that full circular pattern. You know, because you get that elbow to really cross that midline. It, that's the thing is if you're stiff. Your elbow doesn't cross that midline, and then you fight to kind of get down to that front rack position, yeah, but if you naturally counterbalance and you have that full circular pattern, it just becomes one continuous extension of the body
0: yeah 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 it's it's more fluid that way it's it's yeah, it's good i mean if there's people that are doing it more uh you know straight and upright, more American style. And it works for them, I guess. That's oh,
1: totally, yeah, absolutely. You know. But you know, there's for but there's alternatives. Styles. Yeah, just yeah. like with kettlebell sport or kettlebell training. You know, like I remember when I started doing kettlebell sport, people were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, no, I come from a hard style background. This is sport style. They'd never seen GS style before." Yeah, yeah. You know, and so there's there's different ways to swing a mace. There are different ways to swing
0: clubs. What, what would you say uh, a kettlebell, in a kettle, in kettlebell sport, it's more like, dare I say, like you're more relaxed?
1: Well, it's an endurance sport. So, you know, you like it depends on if you're doing a 10 minute set or, you know, there's a 30 minute marathon and there's hour marathons with a kettlebell. And or and then there's the is it the biathlon where you do uh, jerk and snatch or you just do snatch. Or you do long cycle, and I did double bell long cycle and single bell long cycle, and the the whole you know if you did hard, hard style for ten minutes you're gonna you're not gonna last yeah so it's about conserving energy and endurance and the style is right. a little bit softer
0: yeah okay
1: yeah yeah and, and the whole... rack position is different
0: yeah you're kind of
1: the hips drive up the bell right you know if you're doing your jerk
0: yeah. Right, right. The
1: snatch is, you know, instead of that hard style snatch, you lean away from the bell, conserve, go into a deeper backswing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a scoop as you come forward and back up.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. It's
1: fascinating to watch a lot of people, you know, like when there's like five um, platforms and right. you could watch everybody's different snatch technique. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Long cycle, you know. Everybody has different technique too, but that just that visual of a line of people snatching is really neat.
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of had that experience with uh, the recent vintage strength games down in uh, Manassas, Virginia. Yes. I yeah, went down you were there. There
1: with Val and Brad. Brad's awesome. Yeah,
0: and I'm watching. Um, uh, Brad was up there. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Stokes, Stokes is
1: incredible. He's
0: going to be on the podcast. Uh, He's awesome. Sc- Scott Wong. Tra- yes. training the Wong way I met way. him
1: out I met him in California when I was out there getting certified for stick mobility a few years ago he was
0: there yeah I, no kidding see how this happens yeah, yeah. you yeah. did now I don't know you should go on his Instagram and take a look he, he won overall Scott
1: I did yeah I sent did him a message it?
0: did you see his hand
1: no I don't I don't oh. know if I saw that his
0: hand was destroyed from that you know from just so many swings um after he came off the podium I I watched him he went over to the first aid station he was squirting some stuff on his hand he was like really in pain and then i'm like yeah whatever and then i saw a post and his he, he like ripped off some calluses and his hand was all mangled up and everything but the whole time he was up there he was just looked like it was, he wasn't doing anything he was just like was hanging out own. yeah i think he was like looking around he was even talking to somebody at one point i'm like is he just toying with us or what, <laughs> what's going on here but that was fascinating watching watching those guys and kevin his form is is.
1: Kevin is like he. It's like kind of watching my friend Laura in kind of all sport. Their last rep looks exactly like their first
0: rep. Yes, that's what it's, we were saying. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, and he was great. He would come. He would come over and talk to me, and and we just talked shop the whole time. And yeah, and it was it was fun. Those those are great competitions. And uh, I, hope, I hope, you know, they keep growing and we see more people going.
1: I definitely think over the course of the next few years they will. You know, I, I'm kind of toying with doing it again myself now that I've had time and perspective. And, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I need to get through the fall and then figure out what I'm doing in the new year. Yeah. But I always like those challenges, you know, and challenges. It's been a while since I've done a competition.
0: Yeah, competitions, you know, it's a different animal, you know. I mean, we're all out there, you know, doing our sport or what have you, and we're always trying our hardest. And there's always that, like, competition inside your gym and friendly competition, your friends and everything. But even, like, you know, something like the Vintage Strength Games where everybody is, is chummy with each other, you still it's a different entirely different thing you know you you have to change your your mindset a little bit on how you want to approach and and you're really putting yourself out there and and hey you know it's it's competition it's it's do or die you know
1: I'm not a very competitive person. That's why I've always been, like, an individual sport athlete.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Like, I never did good with, like, team sports because I was like, I don't give a shit if we win. Like, I didn't didn't have (laughs) to win. Right. And I wasn't chasing, like, first place. I was, like, I just wanted to participate and do it. Yeah. So I was on, you know, I was a dancer, then a gymnast, swim team, track team. Yeah. You know, I threw the discus in high school. I did. I was a pitcher in softball for a little bit, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Yeah. I because I I can't do anything with like a ball and a bat, or because I'll, I'll flinch if it's coming near me. I'm like, ah! Oh,
0: no so. kidding! Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, but you got it's
1: like... <laughs> all this heavy can... stuff
0: swinging around you. Exactly.
1: And... Oh my gosh! I got I have a new toy. I got the supple ball. Yeah. You know with the handles, and I can't- t- i smacked myself so hard with this thing yesterday, swinging it around. was <laughs> like I'm trying to learn it, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but uh
0: hold on one second there Kel. Yes. Kristen, she, her f- picture froze you're we still have you, but your picture just okay. froze up well i get I guess we can still talk um you you mentioned in your um <clears throat> Yeah. So, oh, I
1: see you guys
0: Yeah, like, we're moving fine, right?
1: Uh, yeah, mm-hmm
0: Yeah, it's, it's just her Okay So, um, we might Can you call us back immediately? Sure Is that okay? What Does she know what to call back on? Uh, well, we called her from this number so Okay Alright, yeah, do that And we'll okay, just, we'll just edit right it back. Okay, I'll
1: okay, call you right back, right, cool.
0: back. FaceTime Actually FaceTime is doing really well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's no delay on OBS. So, you're doing pretty well. By the way, it's great interview. I like her energy. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah, she's she's terrific. You got to take one of her workshops. All right, actually, I think I'm going to call her There you are. Hey. Hey, how you doing?
1: <laughs> okay. Now I I don't see you as much, but that's okay. You're not in the little square. Oh, there you go. Hey. Hello. <laughs> now I see you. What were you about
0: to say? Um. Oh, <laughs> you. I remember you telling me the story about um, you were swinging your mace in your house, and you smacked <laughs> your your kids Lego assembly. Oh
1: my God! I knocked the whole fucking thing over.
0: <laughs> I, I just. I thought about it because you know I I see my kid and what she's doing and I I always step on her toys and break stuff and and I just thought about it and I said those. Those Legos must have went flying at light speed, like like atoms shooting out, like all it over the place. It was pretty
1: bad. My yeah. husband and son spent like a month putting like this massive marble run thing <laughs> yeah. up. And I got a new mace, and I was doing some transitions. You know, I was doing uh, some uh, sagittal swings. So I went to like cast forward and I was like, I saw the mace head going. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> all, the whole thing went down. <laughs> then I've got a couple good dings in my ceiling and my husband's like, where are you going to get like the magic eraser? Why yeah. is there like paint on our ceiling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I have a huge hole in the ceiling here because I stood up my mace and then, then it went boop,
0: right uh, into the wall. Right through the sheetrock.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Really? I got a good dent there.
0: But you got to like, fix that. Is, That's your. That, see,
1: this is like a, say. What my, one of my corners of goddess. Yeah. I have, you know what like, that looks
0: literally. like? It looks like your your shed burnt down and you put all your tools <laughs> inside your house.
1: I <laughs> so, you should see my kitchen. So I've got like my, kitchen. I have a, a rack and all my kettlebells are in my kitchen. Really? Like next to my garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wow. pretty bad. Then behind my couch, I have all my vintage barbells. Uh, more maces tucked underneath the couch.
0: Oh my god!
1: I have stuff everywhere, everywhere. My I have a huge lockbox. I've been a trainer for sixteen years collecting. Yeah, yeah. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah,
0: and I'm bigger. starting to get a little worried now because I, it, I right now all my stuff is in my truck. Um, I have, oh you
1: should see my car. Yeah, uh, you are, yeah. end up yeah, Like uh, outliving everybody's that.
0: driving around with their maces, which is which is hilarious. You know, everybody's got <laughs> at least one mace in their car, but. Uh, now I'm worried. Like uh, maybe I gotta get a, uh, um, a, like a van or something, so I can put my stuff in. There. I feel <laughs> or
1: get a lockbox. Like I have yeah. a, an industrial lockbox. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. What in a in a truck?
1: No. In in my on my porch.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So it's it's like it's a it's a good size, and I have more kettlebells and ropes and all that stuff in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah I, re- yeah, I remember I was uh, listening to you, to the podcast you were on. Again, I don't know if it was Steel Mace Warriors or Leo Training. Both great podcasts, but uh, you uh, were mentioning your neighbor, eight, uh, 81-year-old neighbor's like, what are you doing? And, and, <laughs> he
1: thought he was like, he said a self-defense weapon? I was yeah. like, no, no, it's yeah. a... They're so used to my crazy. And the other day when I was doing the Rosie the Riveter picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, I had like five neighbors out, like, because I live in a condo. Yeah. Okay. And are like, yeah. So everybody, like, they're so used to it. They're like, what are you doing? And they just kind of end up hanging out.
0: Yeah. Do you so have a, f- a photo guy, a video guy uh, that did that? Or was that?
1: No, that was me. That you Rosie just... one I did myself.
0: Okay. All right. and then
1: i I just had Anna did the uh compilation video at lake mohegan yeah. of the the mace swinging
0: yeah, that's a nice video uh, i i was
1: that was a lot of fun,
0: yeah, getting out into nature on the rocks, near the water, um just, I love it there, yeah. That's, I, I mean, had to
1: cross the water and I was using my maces to like <laughs> simply uh, cross the rocks.
0: Yeah. A mace in each hands. And you were doing yeah, one of these yeah. deals and just to kind get
1: across. Of... She's like, you are crazy. Cause <laughs> I was like, I have to get to that rock. She's like, you're going to go out there. I'm like, yes, yes. Ma'am. Yeah. So yeah, there were my little walk-in poles through, but I, I love that whole area. And I think that's another thing too is, uh, I got to get outside more often. You know, it's either in a gym or in a car. And I think we, like, overall, we get stuck inside
0: too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you you met Ken and, um, you know, we're here at the Jersey Shore and we had big plans on, like, going out. To all the historic beach locations and everything, we did do a cool video. That
1: video was awesome D- at the beach, like the sunset one you guys did. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a video guy, uh, Hunter Media. Stanton Hunter is his name, and he came out and he, w- you know, whipped out his drone and he's got that thing flying around and and uh, did a bunch of different shots and yeah, he made that cool video for us. I w- that was really great. That that got that us pumped up. That was an
1: awesome up. video. Yeah. yeah.
0: Thanks. It's nice to be able to put that kind of stuff together and and uh you know showcase what you could do as a coach and and um you know it it gives people an idea or at least a vision of what they can do if they start training with it and you know the type of coach you are and everything.
1: Yeah, and it's just the visual like uh elements of the the mace swinging, it's relaxing to watch even though like depending on like what the exercise is, it's really re- zen.
0: Yeah. Right. The
1: competition's intense. Yes. But it, like if you're outside on a beach, like moving around with your mace, it's very relaxing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And getting yeah. out into nature and, um, you know, feeling sand under your feet or feeling grass under your feet, you know, kicking the shoes off. Right. And just swinging. And...
1: I'm barefoot all the time yeah. as much as possible,
0: even even in the wintertime. <laughs>
1: inside, yeah. sometimes outside. It depends. Yeah. I don't mind a little cold exposure, but I haven't done the Wim Hof method yet. I would really like to do one of those workshops in the future though.
0: Yeah. That's, that sounds interesting. And, uh, did you ever do anything like cryo or anything like that?
1: Not yet. No. Mm-mm. I know p- there's a couple places in town, but like my body feels good. So I don't know, I wouldn't be doing it, you know, I'd yeah. be doing it just to do it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I told you uh, when I when I met Ken and I went to critical mass, but I was like all banged up, you know, from- from.
1: No, you didn't say anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I went there out of desperation because like, I was like, I couldn't move anymore. My, my deadlift and my squat went down and I felt like an old man. I was like, I couldn't even get up off the floor. And, I, you know, I was going for massages that would last like 20 minutes after I left and then I would start, you know, getting all tight again. And I went and I visited them and Ken's like doing an assessment on me. And he's like, he goes, you just need to lift more, man. And I'm like, okay, I could do that. And I I started using, you know, he corrected my form. And then I started using a mace and clubs. And it was, I mean, it was within short order, like a month. And I feel so good now. I wouldn't, I don't even think about going for massages anymore. I don't need one
1: was that bef- like so how long ago was this what, like you cuz you've been a fireman for quite a while right
0: fireman for 16 years and um and doing traditional weightlifting pretty much the whole time mountain biking but always kind of like just going too, too a little too much balls balls to the wall really you know and it does uh,
1: catch up to you
0: oh absolutely and you know it just it just caught me and i didn't know what to do so that was back in Early well, it was it beginning of the year of 2019 January. Oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: Yeah So, you know and th- and then I mean forget about it. once I saw the benefits of steel mace and uh, I said I want to know more about this That's why I was so eager to go up to one of your workshops it's,
1: phys- it's physical and mental.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that's the bigger part of it is the is is the mental for me I mean, I
1: have um, a guy Joe who I've trained a few times. He li- He's a fireman uh, and he's a cancer survivor wow and he he's uh, been to a couple of my workshops and he came down here he's probably come down here like six times for for mace training and he just loves it yeah and he he likes that that crossing of the midline and just you know because he's now he travels to I guess, teach new firemen so uh, down in louisiana they go to the hot the buildings and light the whole thing on fire
0: oh okay yeah 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 He's yeah i he's don't cool. know
1: exactly what he's in charge of but yeah it's 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 pretty interesting he's really he came down when paul and kevin were here for some private training with us with indian clubs and more mace yeah and he, he it's i think it's perfect because you guys always have like a lot of gear on
0: yeah yeah uh, kelly i'll tell you you know it's it's not a good environment right now with with uh, fitness um, in you know for first responders, it's not you know they're just a cross section of society, yeah. And as we know, society is not doing too well. You know they're they're you know they're out of shape, pretty bad. So um, we, I'm seeing that a lot in the fire service. It's like I, I try not to let it bother me, but, I mean, damn, w- when we go to work, we really got to hustle and we really got to move. It's like an athletic event, and we don't have time to stretch and warm up and all that stuff, and it could be 3 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, guys, I feel got to step up to the plate and start moving better. So one of my goals is to start introducing – some type of steel mace, um, training into it. If it could be at the fire Academy when the guys are new, something like that, you know, get them
1: talking to him about that. of the fire, like doing fitness. Oh, I'm getting a call at the firehouse, but they, they, I guess with what you guys like your timeline and everything is really restricted for when you could have like your, your training. Yeah. For yourself.
0: Yeah. Like Right. Yeah. So most of the time you could probably train, uh, while you're on shift. And, and mace is perfect for that too. Uh, doesn't
1: take up a lot of space.
0: No. And you could kind of keep it at a low simmer and not, you know, you don't have to go crazy with it. Just prime yourself, keep yourself limber, just stay off the couch, you know, just stay off, stay off the, the, you know, the, uh, just move around. Um, some departments, they may not allow you to work out on shift, but again, Coming off shift, you grab your mace, you go out in the parking lot if it's decent weather. If it's not, you could maybe find a gym, find a coach or something like that. But I think it's, uh, you know, like all the benefits that we just discussed about swinging a mace, swinging a gada, doing circles, all that stuff. Uh, you learn more about your body. You become more in tune with your body. So then when you're doing all the crazy stuff, going up ladders, carrying chainsaws, swinging axes. Well,
1: you're getting that the, that tissue. Like, you know, you're adding capacity and you're, you know, you're irrigating that fascia. Like, that's what, you, you know, it's funny because my, well, it's not funny, but my husband has seizures. So he's had a condition for the last eleven years. We have to call nine one one often mm-hmm. and whenever the paramedics or the fire firemen come into my condo, yeah. they immediately like they they make sure my husband's okay, but then there's like three of them that are like in my training spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. they're like
1: picking up and my husband's like what every time they're always like picking up your toys.
0: but <laughs> then trying everything like, out. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm outside talking to the guy. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, this will really help you. You know, it's just so funny because I I think like, um, that's another thing that we don't think about often is, you know, if typically with the fire firemen are telling me in their training, they're like, okay, you know, I bench press, I back squat. Yeah. It's like a cover, you know, but healthy tissues. I think, you know, a lot of, I know I have excessive range of motion, but, um, I always irritate the fascia, and I work the tissue, and I take the joint through a full range of motion, and that's what that could, you know, provide loosen up those lateral lines with the, you know, because you have something if you have to climb or you have to pick somebody up. Yeah, that's unbalanced.
0: Yes, exactly. And, and 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 you know, we know how injuries occur. You know, it's it's same same as like a football player. You know, for a fireman or a cop. You know, it's in the transverse. Plane, it's you know doing something rotational it's changing your your position quickly and abruptly and that's where you know guys are hurting their shoulders their knees they're hurting their backs and stuff like that so uh, you know i don't know
1: what happened like a decade ago or 15 years ago i feel like clients would come in and be like you know i went to the pt and they're like i'm not supposed to rotate and i'm like how like you know i'm like where the now it's like the total other end of the spectrum. I've done mace workshops at PT clinics. Yeah. yeah. I've done three. Yeah. And, you know, and then I'm like, you know, the, now they see that you can't take the spine and not, you know, take people and just have them be rigid and not rotate. You need to rotate in order to live. Yeah. And absolutely. to move well.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, that would look really freaky if you're walking around not rotating. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Something wrong <laughs> with you? Are you a robot? <laughs> so now with the, with the PT stuff. This is really interesting. I, I did a, a podcast with uh, Dr. Joey Kadina and he uses his wooden maces and his PT programs. What, what kind of, uh, PT stuff did you do mace wise?
1: So, um, this was last year. I went to, uh, Joe at perfect stride, right? And, um, I forget the other clinic in, uh, Manhattan and We didn't just start with the swings, obviously, because it's in a PT uh, environment, but we did like offset work, you know, um, some isometric holds. And then we did a little bit of like priming with stick mobility when I could have it for opening up the lateral lines and then do going into the backswing little tricep extension. We did some lunge variations or like RDL, like an offset RDL. Yeah. So, like, if it's the mace head is facing, you know, out to your right, right leg would go back into the RDL. Yes. You know, that right. l- like, counterbalance. Um, what else did we do? We did, we did do some kneeling work. I, I'm, I'm a fan of taking the mace to the ground, too. Uh, when I had Art of Functional Movement here, uh, before they disbanded, uh, Paul Gray and Pavel uh, Wittito, do you know, are you, are you familiar with them?
0: Uh, Pavel, the kettlebell guy.
1: No, no, uh, Pavel, he's from Norway. He's, uh, Tango Fitness. Oh, okay. Um, you know, Paul Gray would be an awesome person to have on your podcast. He's a frequent collaborator of mine. He's coming back over here in October. Yeah. Uh, and he does Mace also.
0: I'll look him up.
1: But, uh, you know, we, we were doing, uh, transitions in shin box into like an offset overhead press. Yeah. And a lot of that was also based in the AFM. Uh, format, right. <coughs> so it, and it was fun. And then the PT uh, gentleman wanted to learn it for themselves how to swing. Okay. They're not necessarily apply it to what they're doing in their PT clinic, but for their own personal purposes, for them their own personal practice. Yeah. Okay. Wanted to learn how to swing.
0: Yeah. And you you mentioned the shin boxes. Uh, are, is this shin boxes with a mace or? Yeah. Okay.
1: So like um when. Uh, in, in the AFM uh, uh, certification that we had here, we did some offset work where you would do a shin box transition into like a half kneeling position into an overhead press back down I shin see. box. So kind of like weighted mobility.
0: Yeah, yeah. Offset and, and With an offset mobility. tool, yeah. yeah.
1: And then there's been a couple of like... Um, uh, stick mobility, what Dennis did with, um, I really enjoy doing, with um, the 90-90 position right. with a steel mace and then kind of getting a little bit of a lateral uh, reach oh, and yeah. a little counterbalance. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice stuff. So you... Um uh do you do you feel that you're going to do more pt stuff as time goes by um and get more into, or you that know, was just really just because those guys were looking at They
1: to... they reached out to me and, yeah. and um you know right now with the with what I'm doing with the fall it's mainly like um like small workshops so I have the one in Boston um and then I go to the women's movement collaborative again this year last year I presented the mace which was A massive undertaking because there was 30 women in a room and I only had like six steel maces to work with that were custom made by Ryan Pitts. Yeah. And so I had to break down the groups into six groups of five. Right. And just really cover real basics. But what's really cool is like from that, Marisa, who is in her mid-60s, drove here uh, to Connecticut to to meet with me for some private training after that. after that, and yeah. she came to a couple of my workshops. After that, too. So um, this year, I'm doing the Pillars of Female Strength concept in Indian clubs. I would love to do Mace again, but there's going to be 53 women, and I think that's like that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so with an Indian club, you know, we're just going to cover like the, the talk about the skin grip, right. you know, the tactile nature, hammer grip, saber grip, uh, some of the outward, inward circles, parallels, circle one. You know, you, getting some T spine rotation.
0: Yeah. And that and the pillars of female strength is you said that's gonna be in Virginia?
1: So um that's just a concept that I've been working on. The Virginia one is a different that's an Indian club in MACE uh, oh, workshop in October. Okay. Um so the the Pillars of Female Strength concept is gonna be like a workshop for about eight to ten women. And I'm having all custom – equipment made just for these specific workshops. I actually have an Indian club that should be arriving from uh, Mike Rominski from Rosewater Kinetics this week. That is like a custom design that we worked on. Um, I'll have um, handmade custom push-up boards, um, either steel maces custom made or gadas. And then the, the facility would have to have the kettlebells, but I'm going to include in the registration three modalities. Wow. It's going to, it's a massive undertaking, but it's something that I'm really passionate about. And yeah. it's, and, and, it's just taking, you know, like priming first with Indian clubs, then taking it to the ground with the push up board for body weight, right. then standing up, getting some strength work with the kettlebell, then also adding in circular patterns with the mace in rotation.
0: That's fantastic. That, that would be something yeah. I would enjoy it too. Uh,
1: so it's funny because I was like, okay, I'm like the pillars of female strength concept. I was like, all right, I need to like
0: have include a men. generic
1: name too, because I know that guys will yeah, want to do that.
0: Definitely. I feel left out.
1: No, you're not, no, you're definitely <laughs> not left out. But it was It was just coming from that thought process of watching kind of like mainstream fitness and really wanting people to have a more in-depth connection to their training. So not just like I know aesthetics are important and, and people, you know, pride themselves in that and that's there's totally nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with taking a soul cycle class or whatever you're doing. No, right. But I just wanted people to kind of um, see like um, how connecting to your tools mentally and physically, like you you'll get those aesthetics or you you know yeah with practice and yes. to get into like more skill based modalities. Or, you know, I'm sure you get this question all the time. People ask, you know, well, how do I incorporate a mason into my my training? Right. Like it seems so out of the scope <sighs> of the box that right. they don't know how to incorporate it. So that's another reason to of this program is like, how do you start incorporating circular patterns into your day-to-day strength work? You know, it's funny because it's like, I have all these friends who are coaches and athletes, and and friends in the NFL and all around. You know that train top athletes, and no, and I I can't wrap my mind around like why don't they ever incorporate some of these circular patterns? Yeah, you know, to if you're a pitcher, or right. you know, you're throwing yeah. a football. I you know, and then meanwhile you're training all in a sagittal plane. Yes, they do other things. They get on the ground. They crawl. They do a lot of. Um, you know, dynamic work, resistance bands, everything. But I think that athletes could at least benefit in their off season. Cause I know on the, you know, during the season, they have to stick to like a certain protocol and maybe that's not the time to introduce circular patterns, but on the off season, that's what I would really like to do is see some athletes picking up a club and a mace and getting in those circular patterns.
0: Yeah, do you do you think it's just a matter of time before you start seeing those things incorporate? Well, I
1: I I think there's been a little bit of it because I I some I had um I thought somebody said a while back that um what is a uh, is is it a Zeke from uh Viking Ninja? Didn't wasn't he with the Browns? The Cleveland Browns?
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And I yeah. And uh, I was down at uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I was borrowing stick mobility sticks from there, and I was able to kind of get a mason and a coach's hand and a player's hand. That was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, really? Would they yeah. say? How was the response to that when you did that?
1: Oh, uh, he was just passing by. I would, and, and so you know that was a cool experience. Um, but you know, there's a lot of benefit to that, and especially like if you start getting into like the gait pattern. So I like to do walking swings. I don't, that's just me personally. You I had think us do really, those at your workshop. Yeah. I just find it like, cause it's all that coordination and time and, yeah. and contralateral movement. Yeah. And it's also pretty interesting how like you could take um, a Gata, for example, like that. This is like 40, I think the handle itself is 44 inches long and 17 and a half pounds. And it almost becomes like weightless as you're kind of striding through and I do a lot of like walking Indian club patterns too. Cause I feel like it just kind of decompresses. It's a good like reset. Yeah. And that's another reason why I wanted to write the ebook. Original strength is all about like how you reset the the body, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So I mean I I did uh come across the tennis player who swore that, you know, the mace was helping their tennis playing i don't know what level they were i don't think they were well you
1: if if you know you would like the terrace major and terrace minor like you know like they're those those smaller muscles get a lot more resilient and stronger when you're doing like the hand-to-hand switch especially or single arm swings right you know i found that my kettlebell sport training my stability overhead to lock out both bells increased when i switched to incorporating more single arm work
0: wow! because you know that that
1: elbow's got to cross that midline you engage the lat you get the scap but then you also get the Terrace major and Terrace minor
0: nice that is not the first time on this podcast somebody has uh a guest has said something similar to you it was a weightlifting doc dr tony lamana he's out in california i think it was episode five and we talked about that and he said his kettlebell game definitely improved when he started using more heavy mace and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. So. And then also like my client Sharon that's in the UK, I'll give her like accessory work with the kettlebell, like, you know, um, having her go into a windmill, like a really controlled kettlebell windmill to yeah. kind of activate yeah. and pack and get that so that, you know, now she's um, just moved up to 15 pounds and she did a single arm swing. So one three sixty, one one single arm swing the other day. And it was really cool to see that progression from, you know, months back when we started to the fact that now she's got a longer lever steel mace with shot loaded to 15. And, you know, the metal shots move inside. Yeah,
0: yeah, slosh effect.
1: And then she did there, a single arm swing, and I was like, yes! Boom, (laughs) But it took time, you know? But the kettlebell work and that accessory work, and that's why I was passionate about bringing the stick mobility in, is I was like, "I, I have to mobilize these people first date that fascia, prime it. And so we, me and Sharon have done like, a, you know, a because she's a power lifter. So she's going, you know, she competes in, you know, barbell snatch, deadlift. And so she's going up overhead all the time, going yeah. into that deep squat. So everything that we're doing is to kind of prime her for her next, you know, competition, but getting her stronger and then having her get out of that sagittal plane all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you know, I experienced that with your workshop was that you have a very good method to teach stuff. The way you progressed us and regressed us, you had us do grab different things, um, uh, swing a certain way, and the way you you delivered it to uh, the class, to to me and everybody in the class was, I thought it was perfect. So um, I I you know i want to recommend you know anybody listening oh you could thanks but get, <laughs>
1: it's always a work in progress every time i leave a workshop if it gets get, any get better car, and i'm like it, i keep like uh, what can i change and what can i tweak and you know it's it's always an evolving yeah process well that's
0: yeah. i mean that's that's part of your nature though kelly you're you're yeah. forever you can see you're forever the student um which is the always. way way you want to be you know and and you know that's the way i want to be you know and i look at people like you who are doing it and i say okay that's 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 good right there so you're always looking to tweak your 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 system a little bit obviously for the better so why not if you can make it a little bit better but um yes you have uh, a handful of workshops coming out before before we wrap it up uh give us the dates uh or or whatever you know tell everybody or the location and um, okay,
1: uh so I have uh September fourteenth in Boston at HMC Fitness. Um all the links are in my Kells Bells eighty eight Instagram uh bio. And then um my email is Kelly at KMoves dot com. But so that's September fourteenth and then um September 28th and 29th, I'll be with the Women's Movement Collaborative at the Original Strength Institute in Fairquay Verena, North Carolina. Then October 12th and 13th, I'll be collaborating with my original mentor, Anthony Delugio. He's coming out for his first workshop on four years with Paul Gray, who's coming from the UK. So it's the Vintage Instructural Strength Workshop, a two-day workshop with Anthony, where we go into uh, all the vintage barbell, dumbbell, kettlebell work that I first originally learned from him back in 2008, and then structural strength with Paul Gray. And on the latter part of that Sunday, there's going to be mace work and how to apply what the principles from the previous two days to mace training. Then um, November 2nd, I'll be back in the Boston area at MSC Strength, Um, and that is on, yep. The second. And then on November 9th, the following week, I'll be in Seattle at fuel house with John Odin. Yeah.
0: And that's going to be another
1: Mace workshop, Mace fundamentals.
0: That's in Seattle.
1: That's the, yeah, that's the one that will have the custom become stronger Maces from PAKE. Okay. So that's included, you know, you have the option to include that in the registration. Right yeah and then uh gearing up for march with paul walewinski
0: and what's that gonna be uh
1: we've got a workshop here in connecticut at wilton then one in uh st louis missouri and then possibly one in the uk but that's that we have to figure that out
0: yeah hopefully you'll get that one together that's gonna be pretty cool if you could do yeah
1: Yeah. i'm excited yeah (laughs)
0: yeah i mean kelly you're 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 living the dream. You know, you're doing what I, you're doing. I, every day I'm like,
1: Oh my God, I'm crazy. What am I doing? You're getting to travel.
0: You're getting to hang out with cool people. You're, you're doing what you like to do. I, I it's, it's fantastic. I, I applaud you. I love
1: it. I yeah. have so much fun doing this. And it's like, you know, two years ago, I, I made a choice to kind of get out of my way and start the concepts and ideas that were in my head. I was like, I'm going to finally like execute it. And then in one year, I pulled off three first time events with AFM, with um, Persian yoga. And then when Paul Walinski came here last September, I had all it was the first traditional Gata workshop. So we had 35 handmade gattas from William Cavani and my friend Tom Billage. Wow. And that was an awesome experience to have like 35 people with um, Paul's first event after his cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was really special. And that's the whole thing behind it is bringing people together through movement. Yeah. So it, it's like all these are like deep passion projects and they take a lot of planning. But when they pull together, it is so awesome.
0: Yeah. And when you said get out of your way, you're referring to what? Like trying to be perfect or?
1: No, no. I mean, I just like, you know, I, 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 I'm really hard on myself. And I think I just kind of would, my, with the ADD and everything, I, I don't know if it's... um. If it's like a fear issue yeah. or lack of confidence, I mean, I think I'm pretty confident, but maybe inside there's a confidence thing. You know, I'd, I would go to kind of like formulate what was in my head into action, and then right when I was on the cusp of succeeding, I would just fail. And i like, really? oh god. Uh. Yeah. And like two years ago, I I had all this like I wanted to start doing my own workshops, and then the first five times people approached me, I turned it down, Ooh. and I was like, what am I doing? Right, like. Right. You know, because I don't know what it is. And then I was like, OK, so I'm kind of fearless with putting myself out there now and yeah. know that like the first time I teach to the 15th and 20th time, it's always going to change and evolve. And I don't know everything, you know, but I'm always willing to kind of learn and explore. And the, with the special events that I've done, the, there have been a lot of hard work going into that because it's complicated bringing people from other countries over. I had to organize equipment coming from Iran through China, to Australia, to the United States, you know, or, you know, coordinate, you know, after the workshop, I end up shipping stuff. I spend a full day shipping for people. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah you know, like. It, and, and you're it's like,
0: just, what am I doing here? How do I like, do this, this? this? No,
1: but they, <laughs> thank God I had Paul helping me because he's yeah. like, Kelly, you're not going to be able to pack like 12 Gadas by yourself. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm like, I got it. Yeah. Nope. It took us all eight hours to pack 12 goddess.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So there's just a lot of like heart that goes into it because when you have people coming together from all different backgrounds and passionate about the modalities like you are and you get them into the same room with all the chaos and noise that's going on in our lives day to day, it's such a nice environment to kind of be in. And then it recharges your batteries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody's there for to basically, I guess, feel good, right? They want to move mm-hmm. better, right? If, so everybody's bringing a good attitude. You want to
1: learn. You want to feel better. Right, right. You know. Yeah. This,
0: this, I mean, you know, there's things in life that we got to do that kind of suck. We, you know, sometimes we have jobs that we're not all that happy about or whatever. But if you could just focus on your attitude and. And and try to like look for the positive stuff and and totally. look and look at the people you're with, you know, have have have, have that camaraderie or whatever it is that always makes uh, anything much better. Packing goddess for eight hours might seem <coughs> tedious or whatever, but it I was bet fun though. You guys are probably laughing and he and was
1: te- running circles around me, and yeah. then like we had to do like double trips to the UPS and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, calamity,
0: yeah, and it's but, just like but, oh, well. you know.
1: Movement is its own language, yeah. you know, and I think that's what I've realized over the past couple of years with traveling and teaching is, you, you know, you could get all these people together and speak the same language in a way yeah. because the movement is the language. So it doesn't matter, you know, where everybody's from. Right. And that's that was awesome about having Persian yoga here. You know, it's just like it's about the culture, the history of these modalities. Cause I think sometimes the history with these modalities gets lost and they should be really, it should be nurtured. Absolutely, you know, it's yeah. a, it's a dying practice in India, Yeah. you know? Uh, and, and with all the, you know, stuff that's happening in the Middle East, it's pretty incredible that I wait, I wake up and I open up my feed and I get messages from men from Iran who are super supportive with me doing their sport. I've never had a negative like experience, and it's been amazing.
0: Uh, that's incredible, yeah. Because I mean that w- traditionally, women aren't even supposed to be doing that, right?
1: No, the, the 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 times are shifting a little bit. I think women now are allowed uh, in the zirkane at yeah. certain times. Um, but there's still a lot of progress to be made in both, uh, you know, in the Zirkanay and, uh, Iran and in the Akari in India. Right Now I think India is now having like women wrestlers, wrestlers compete, mm-hmm. but, uh, there's a lot of restrictions on, on that right now, but it's, it's, there's always, there's it's a step forward. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And I've, you know, just to have that support from. Other cultures seeing a Western woman who really appreciates their tools, their sport, their history. Right, doing Mo- it Movement well. brings us together. You know, yeah. there's so much divide right now that's it's unnecessary.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I've heard it m- many times, and you know, I, I guess we could kind of end the show on this one. That you know, if we could just get more people moving, you know, we could really create a better society you know
1: absolutely i mean
0: you could clearly see it you could see it in the small pockets that we develop your you see it with crossfit you see it with kettlebells you see it with with mace animal flow even even traditional bodybuilding you see
1: absolutely right and it's all
0: people competing against the weight uh trying to do better and the camaraderie that goes with it 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 would definitely cure a lot of the world's issues if (laughs) We were able to just get out and play more soccer or something. I, I totally,
1: I, I completely agree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Until then, we just have to keep up the good fight, and you got to keep up doing what you're doing. I'm sure you will. And I yeah. I would love uh, to see you come down to Jersey for a workshop. You know, um, down to the Jersey Shore, down to.
1: I love. To- come down. I haven't yeah. been to the short in a few years since the last kettleball competition. Uh, I did down that way, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm
1: down to come anytime, even yeah. just to come hang out. It's yeah. not that far of a drive.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the weather's starting to change now. It's getting, it's getting. I know. You know it's
1: ra- do you guys have the rain like we do here Yeah, right it was now?
0: pouring when yeah. I got to the studio. I know. Yeah. No fun. Yeah. It's getting cold out. I don't know. There <laughs> might be some, there might be some good days left in September. I know you're going to be busy, but yeah, definitely uh, hit me up and you could come down and do some swinging or whatever. And um, I'll talk to those guys over at Critical Mass and maybe we could uh, get a workshop. I'd love like to
1: come. Yeah. Yeah. We'll absolutely. do something.
0: Absolutely. Yes. All right.
1: Oh, I'm so glad that you had me today, Fred. I really appreciate it. Hey,
0: it was my honor. Thank you. And I I I'm going to be
1: getting it. that cap like in a few minutes. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, SteelmaceNation.com, Snapback Hat. Mr. Mace Bones up here. It's I just... know, I dig <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, Kelly. You're the best. Thank you very much. I'm going to talk you. to you soon. You got it. All right, take care. I'll talk to you soon, Fred. All right, bye. bye.